0: Thank you for listening to the Conform to Christ podcast, where we seek to engage the mind, affect the heart, and call people to follow Christ. I'm Jay Jones. I'm here with my friends George Mays and Philip, tall man. Hey. Too tall. Glad to be here. Yeah, good to have you here, man. Right. So it's Text Driven hey, yes. <laughs> Tuesday, and we're here because you preached on Sunday.
1: Yes, it was a joy and an honor get to yeah. get to preach God's word.
0: Yes. It was good, man. We've had uh, we've heard from we're hearing from our other elders during this time in December. That's a great blessing. Really appreciate you guys. So we've we've already had Dave, and then you, and then now next week it'll be be Parker. So yes. that's been great,
1: man. It's it's so amazing to be part of a church where we we never have the problem of trying to find someone to preach. I, I've been in churches where um, the senior pastor's gone, maybe I'm gone, and then you got nobody. Yeah. and here we never have that problem and what a blessing that is
2: yeah before the merge I was uh I would always be afraid that I would get sick on a Sunday or a Saturday um, because I didn't have anyone that like at the drop of a hat <laughs> could, yeah. could preach um but here I, I don't have to worry about that yeah, yeah <laughs> so <sorry>. that's <laughs> that's a relief yes. you, would you ever dip into that association
0: uh no um did you have some people you could call on?
2: Yeah, I probably would have called on you guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> At a previous church, um, the pastor was gone, and I got sick, and we had to dip into the association, and and Mallory told me what was going on, and I I I was well by that evening yeah. <laughs> to come back and preach, because yeah. it, it was not good. Yeah. So we're
0: going to jump into this... Uh, uh, I'm looking forward to talking with you about it. But first, we gotta get something straight. What's up with the with these blue headphones? I know people are gonna wonder. Oh
1: man, <laughs> need some headphones. I went to what was it Five Below? Bought uh-huh. some cheap headphones. Only one side works. <laughs> yeah. so, we're uh, a budget. There's po- that. We're, there's we're that. a bu- budget podcast over here. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> it's all. Mag- I'm telling you guys, it looks uh, nice on on camera, but it's MacGyvered up in here. It's great. I'm loving this. <laughs>
2: we we cleaned it up a little bit. Yeah, uh,
0: but. We're still running on phone power. Yeah. That's not the way most people do. Right. (laughs) But we're making it happen. Yes. Next question. You picked this text. Tell us the text you picked and why you picked it. What, What was your objective?
1: My objective originally was to preach something from the Old Testament. And originally, I was gonna I was looking at doing Isaiah nine, and I was like, "I feel like I've heard this preached recently. <laughs> and it was you. you preached yeah. it last Christmas, and I was like, "Oh, I'm not gonna preach that again." Yeah. And I ended up here because i I really wanted to preach on the Incarnation. Mm-hmm. It's Christmas time, and um, just you know every Christmas we hear about Jesus's birth, but uh, I know probably a lot of people are like me where you hear it so many times you're just used to it. Yeah, and my my objective was really to focus in on. This is astounding. This is incredible, and uh, I feel like so many times I don't let that hit me. Yeah, and my goal is to <laughs> to hit people with it, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, and try to get us out of that rut. Okay, so you picked what text? Uh, Galatians four, and I zeroed in on verses four through seven.
0: Okay, so could uh, let's pull a ver- these verses up on the screen so people can watch, and then I'd, I'd like to have you read them.
1: Yeah. So, so Galatians 4, um, 4 through 7, here's what the Apostle Paul wrote. He wrote, But when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons... God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God.
0: Awesome. Thank you. Well, uh, I liked your outline because it was so clear, and I know I got it down correctly, but I'm wondering
2: if George recorded it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, Let's see. So we've got the son of God becomes a son of man. Uh, The Son of God redeems sinful man, and the Son of God redeems us to be sons of God.
1: You got it. Good job, Joel.
2: It's funny. I I keep forgetting to bring any blank paper on Sundays, so we've got our our (laughs) bulletin handout, and uh, I'm just trying to find... Any space <laughs> that I can to jot down my hey, notes. Hey, you found a bulletin. I couldn't even find a bulletin.
1: So that one's on me. I did print the bulletins, and I forgot them in the office. So if you want a bulletin from this past Sunday, you can have them. <laughs> we got all, they're all there.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. See, I was here when he printed them off, so I got it hot off the press. Uh-huh. There you go. That's what happens when Very you're not good. here, Jay.
0: Well, Philip, take us through your first point, if you if you would. Please tell us how you got this first point, and
1: and walk us through it. Yeah, so the Son of God became a Son of Man. And just um, right out of the gate, just focused on the beginning of verse 4. Uh, when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth His Son, uh, born of a woman. And the goal is to mainly, well, to just examine the text and just mm-hmm. draw as much as I can out of the text. Um, so dealing with the fullness of time, I wanted to talk a little bit about how um, God's providential timing um, he could have sent Jesus into history at any point, but he chose first century Palestine. He chose that exact moment. Um, and I i feel like I could have went down the rabbit hole of talking more about that, but just wanted to point out, you know, common language, common culture, just the things that were going on. I wanted to spend more time on the fact that um, he sent Jesus to be born of a woman. Uh-huh. Um, the fact that he says sent points out that Jesus has always existed he wasn't created. He was sent into the world and the manner in which he was sent, uh, that he was, um, he was, came as a baby born of a woman. Um, And it's here that I feel like we oftentimes lose the amazingness uh, of Christmas. Baby Jesus. Yeah. We hear about that every year. This is God Almighty coming to Earth as a baby. Maybe it's just because we have a baby in our house, uh, um, but this is no ordinary thing. That the one who spoke creation into existence, the one who hung the stars in the sky, that made the universe, um, he's making, he's uttering baby noises. You know, he's drooling on himself. He, he he's helpless, so to speak, uh, even though he is. Uh, the almighty helper. Um, and so uh, right out of the gate, wanted to just show the manner in which he's come. He's come born of a woman. And even here we could focus on the fact that he doesn't come like most people would expect um, the messianic king to come. Everyone would expect him to come, be born in in the palace, be born to the ru- the ruling king of the, the land. No, he comes to a virgin girl. He comes to a poor a poor family. Yeah.
2: I think that the reason why we, we often lose the awe of this is that um, we get the incarnation wrong. And I think that's what a lot of um, uh, people sitting in the pews do. They, they hear about it. They hear about the incarnation. They may not even know what that word means.
1: Yeah, after the sermon, I kicked myself in the rear because I realized I forgot to de- define incarnation. <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I think I briefly just brought up, you know, uh, John one fourteen because uh, we had read it in the scripture reading, but I didn't go in depth on that. Talk. Yeah. Well, and, you
2: wanted to you want to
1: define it now? You know, as simple as can be, you know. Uh, I always think of going to a Mexican restaurant and you get carne asada. You know, it's meat. <laughs> or, right. Uh, basically, incarnation is meat or in the flesh, so to speak. Yeah. You know. And it's as simple as that. God came; He incarnated; He became in the flesh. Yeah, I wish I'd said that in the sermon. Well, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think we hear that word so often. Um, you know, it's like you said, Christmas rolls around; it's it's Christmas time again. We're gonna hear about Jesus born in a stable, laid in a manger, we're going to hear these things and we get so used to it that we forget exactly what is happening. And I think that um, people, you know, we we look at that, uh, you know, the state of theology um, study that comes out from Ligonier every couple of years, and we see that that Christians, they don't understand what the Incarnation is. Um, I think a lot of people, I like what you said, God with skin on. Yeah. People view it this way. Jay's described it as uh, God driving a car. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> he's like a cyborg. Yeah. Yeah. He's got uh, a human body, and God right. came into his brain and like mm-hmm. is pulling the levers,
2: right. and moving him around. Um, or kind of this demigod, fifty percent God, fifty yeah. percent man, and we get the incarnation wrong, so we don't we don't have that awe. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Larry's back here. He's pro- he's producing for us. Right back here behind the the screen, Larry. You remember that time when uh, that guy walked into Redeemer? We had this this Wednesday Bible study, and you remember I was talking about the incarnation, and the guy he came in, and I said he's he was 100 percent God, 100 percent man, and the guy was like, "No way, man!" and he was getting angry and stuff. You remember that? Because he his guy was an Aryan. That's mm-hmm. what the bo- we got to the bottom of it. But yeah, he came, he got upset, and so we had a little showdown, and right there in front of everybody. Wow. Yeah, he was he was angry about it. Yeah. So I. You know, told him what the Bible says, right? As <laughs> nicely as I could, told him he was a heretic, and and he was not. Uh, he was welcome to come as long as he would uh, leave his heresy, and yeah. uh, told him by Felicia, right? <laughs> you can get you can get up out of here with you, your nonsense. You didn't punch him like because he was he was a committed. <laughs> no, he,
2: yeah, I mean it was. Yeah, we're gonna have to talk about it on, that was about an option free for all. He was getting That's a little.
0: Funny. He was he was passionate about his Arianism. Yeah. I don't know why it was so like I don't know his background, but he was trying to bring it into our church. Mm. It was a little awkward. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> but, was it Larry? Yes,
1: was. <laughs> you need a camera for Larry. Yeah. <laughs> we do.
0: We can we need to put a GoPro or something back there and he, and we can switch over there to
2: him. We need a we need a mic for him so he yeah. can chime in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I but I you know, there's there are so many different heresies that I think Christians even unintentionally um, buy into about the incarnation. Yeah, we. It's one of those things that it's so. Um, uh, it it's it's so traditional that we just we forget to actually think deeply about this. Yeah, um, Christmas becomes this cutesy thing, and we forget this is the eternal Son of God. Um, laying aside his glory, not laying aside his divinity, but laying aside his glory, clothing it in the 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 weakness, the frailty yeah. of a man, yeah. with all of our our needs and limitations. Uh. We were talking at the at the dinner table yesterday with uh, with Phineas. He was he was asking some questions about the incarnation. Could could Jesus have spoken? As an infant, if he had wanted to, uh, that's a that's a question that a you know seven year olds going to ask, but he wouldn't have because he he took on humanity. Right. Um, he he was an infant. Um, he wasn't. Um, he wasn't fully developed like, mentally and yeah, and um, you know his motor skills had to develop and and um he made baby noises yeah Yeah. right yeah it's
0: really the the incarnation is a mystery and Mm. we're meant to stand in awe and wonder at it yeah Yeah. um and one question that brooke asked me yesterday is when did jesus realize Mm. that he was god yeah and people think that people think that's a heretical question but it's really not yeah because his brain had to go through a process of development right he had to learn To 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 talk, Mm -hmm. then he learned to read, Um, and there was a time where his mind became fully developed, and he realized that he was the Messiah, who he was, that he was the Son, uh, the the incarnate Word. Yeah, and And, there there is a mystery
2: there. Yeah, and I I don't think that we're, I don't think that we we get that answer, like in our in our um, our our pride, I guess. Yeah. We, we want those answers, and we expect that we're going to receive those answers. And there are mysteries in the Bible that we're just... You just have to accept it. it like, is, here is the incarnate Son of God, and we don't have all the answers to all the little details that we want. It really gets at what you said earlier about the humility
0: of mm-hmm. it, right. that the eternal, right. he knows all. yeah. And now his his knowing, or his mind, is bound by our human frailty yeah and that he's he's been uh, humiliated to the point where he would have to go through the process of learning like right, a human right yeah that's that's it's it, it really is
2: almost degrading, is it not to think about it that way yeah and we want we want to make it um we want to make him a super genius yeah right we we want to make him so that he knows all of this this stuff yeah um because that—that's what we expect. We expect him to, to know, um, you know, mathematical formulas and, and scientific theories and and yeah. know all of this stuff. Right. I, I love that that example that you um, that you learned from one of your oh man your um, professors uh-huh. <laughs> about if you you'd gone up to if you were able to travel back in time to see Jesus sitting on the you know, the the shore of the the Sea of Galilee and you'd come up and ask him all these questions and what Jesus's response would be. Yeah. He just turns at you and just stares
0: at you blankly because he doesn't speak English. <laughs> right. He doesn't <laughs> He never yeah. doesn't so know good. He doesn't speak English. English. English doesn't even exist yet, right? Right. <laughs> so he doesn't speak English. Uh, of course that's in his humiliated state in his glorified state of course we know that he knows English <laughs> right right he knows, he's a glor yeah. he's glorified and resurrected he knows all things right um, but it is strange to think about that
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: right it's again it, it almost it, it is degrading and we should see it that way because we're talking about God taking on human even though he's sinless still right it's it, it should be seen as how could God do that for us yeah to to do that. I mean that's but we're so familiar with it that we just think of course God took on human he he became a man. <laughs> <laughs> right. Of course he did. Yeah. That's the story and and why wouldn't he because we 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 actually deserve for that he would do that for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When the, the exact opposite is true. Yeah. That we didn't deserve him for him to do that at all. Right. right. Yeah. So it was a good point. I really enjoyed that first point helping us to refocus that guy God...
2: and and it's one of those points that the the more you meditate upon it, the more you you accomplish that that effect of being in awe of it yeah I mean, if you just if you just hit it and move on and don't think about it um like you said I, we we just stay in that familiarity, but if you think about it more and more, i mean even just sitting here talking with you guys and And new new angles uh, to it yeah. pop up it's it really is an awesome thing that the eternal Son of God would take on these limitations yeah, yeah. for for our our sake. Uh-huh. Like, he's not doing this as some kind of experiment. Uh-huh. Let's see what this is like. <laughs> Try this out. Right. Like, he does it for us he 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 clothes himself with humility so that he can he can identify with us. So that he can represent us um, on the cross. What is also amazing, if you think about
0: it, is in the Old Testament we have these Christophanies mm-hmm. where the Eternal Word um, manifests Himself somehow in right. the physical realm mm-hmm. as a as a as a man. Right. He eats. Yeah. With yeah. Abraham, mm-hmm. um, he walks on the earth. That's mm-hmm. uh, not a mirage, right? Right. But he's not a man yeah, in the not sense right. as we are. Right. And so the incarnation is—he could
2: have done that again. Yeah. But in a way, this is even—he could have appeared as a man. Yeah. Okay. Like the angels, the angels uh, in Genesis 19. Yeah. Like the angels take on physical properties, but mm-hmm. they're not incarnate. Right. Now yeah. we—that—that's that, another mystery, yeah. right? <laughs> of course, yeah, like, what yeah. is this? They eat. Yeah. Like, do they have a digestive system? What is this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Um, but you get rid yeah, of Phineas is going to be asking. That's that right. <laughs> <soon>. <laughs> like, I don't know, buddy. I <laughs> have no idea. Yeah. But yeah, you're you're right. He, the angel of the Lord, he takes on this the the physical properties. Um, he he talks to, um, he he talks to Manoah and his wife uh, in Judges, uh-huh. and he's able to to be in a, a physical. Manifestation. I, I don't even know what to call it. <laughs> right. But at the same time, he can. When they offer up the burnt offering, he steps into the fire and he goes up in the right. smoke and he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> like this is not, this is not a man, right? Uh, the incarnation is different than that. Yeah. We we see. I, I don't know if it's even proper to talk about it in in typology. Like here's an example of him in a of a human form, but in the New Testament, in the incarnation, here's this escalation of here here's the the actual you know fulfillment of all of these <laughs> manifestations in the Old Testament yeah. but it's different right that's right yeah
1: okay Philip what was your second point so the second point uh, I was really I was really torn I, since I'd used son of God became a son of man I almost started to say the, the son of man a redeemed sinful men but went I ahead and stuck with the son of God redeems sinful men mm. And from here, I kind of took the last part of verse four, talking about he was born under the law um, to redeem those who are under the law. And by pointing out he's born under the law, I want to really show, so every person's held accountable to God. Um, We are to obey our creator, and we haven't done it. Every single person, we are obligated to obey our creator. Um, Jesus was born just like us. He, Well, not just like us, but yes. Um, <laughs> he, he was born under the law like us. Right. And he had the same obligation that we do to keep the law. But unlike us, he didn't fail. He he kept the law every single moment of his life. And I, I love how we can so easily summarize, summarize the law thanks to Jesus in love God, love man. Yeah. Uh, and so it's so easy to point to that Um Every single moment of his life, he's loving God to the max. Every single moment of his life, he's loving his neighbor as himself. Uh, I I don't even know if I've had 30 minutes of my life where I've done that. Mm. But Jesus always did that. Jesus always kept every part of the Ten Commandments. And just thinking about the Incarnation even more, um, not only do we have a baby in our house, we have a, a toddler in our house right now. And we're experiencing that you're experiencing that right now too. Yeah. Um, and George, I know you've experienced it. <laughs> yeah. What, what an amazing thing right. to think about that when Jesus was a toddler, mm. um, he wasn't saying no to his parents. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> Mystery of mysteries right yeah. here. When Jesus was a teenager, there was, he didn't go through that rebellious stage with his parents. Um, this this is hard for us to grasp because we think about when we were teenagers that's all we did, right? We we were know-it-alls mm. and smart aleck and <laughs> Jesus wasn't like that.
2: I, I think it's uh, I was thinking about this yesterday as um, you know Jesus going to the temple when he's 12 and his parents are heading home and they look around and they don't see him they go back looking all through the city and and here he is he's he's in the temple and he's asking all these insightful questions and um astounding the the religious teachers the experts and uh you know they they ask him why did you do this he says didn't you know I'd be in my father's house and then it says he he goes back home with them and he's he obeys them yeah. he's obedient to them like here's a twelve-year-old who could stump his parents in any any question of the law, and yet he he goes back and he obeys them. Like he doesn't badmouth them or um, try to build himself up by <laughs> causing them to feel bad about themselves. He's 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 fully obedient
1: to them. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yes, and but Christ, he. In order to redeem us, he not only had to die in our place, he had to he had to live in our place too because because we've all broken God's law, we all deserve the infinite wrath of God forever. We deserve the penalty for our sin and so in order to have Christ die for us, we need a perfect substitute and so Christ, his active righteousness, living the life we couldn't live that life of obedience, um, that enables him to be able to to die in our place to redeem us. Um, and so, right here, as he's saying, born under the law to redeem those under the law, um, there's a lot packed in that phrase right there. Yeah. And so, but, but wanted to zero in on the fact that as a human, he lived the perfect life. And then, therefore, he's able to die in our place to redeem us. Um, and dying in our place, he was treated as if he were us at the cross. Um, we are the liars, the thieves, the adulterers, murderers. Jesus was none of that, mm. um, but for our sake, God made Him who knew no sin to be sin, so that in Him we could become the righteousness of God. Yeah, and it's very interesting that Paul uses the word uh, to redeem right here, um, because that word has the the meaning of to buy back, and usually to buy back from slavery. That's what mainly used as in that first century context, and mm-hmm. um, some would even go to point out that. Oftentimes, they were bought out of slavery and uh, yep. into the family. Mm. They were then adopted into the family. Right. And that's that's a lot of what Galatians is all about, is freedom in Christ. This mm. is what Christ came to do. He came to to buy us with his blood and bring us into the family.
0: Yeah. And this is one of the offenses of Christmas, too. I mean, you think about practical application of what's going on as we celebrate Christ's coming, and we're professing this truth that uh, this is what's required for us to be right with God. Uh, the natural state of man is just to think that we're right with God. That's, mm-hmm. the, that's the default position of probably all of our friends and family members, that they all just automatically think this. This was the default position of the Jewish people of the time of Jesus. and Jesus is engage, engaging with the religious leaders, scribes, and Pharisees, <clears throat> and they're boasting about that they're Abraham's offspring, and mm-hmm. the implication being that they're right with God. And, and Jesus tells them, anyone who sins is a slave of sin. And unless right. the sun yeah. sets you free, you can't be free. Yeah. But if the sun sets you free, you'll be free indeed. And there, they revolt against it. And then he, right. you know, the, the it really ratchets up the tension in the narrative between him uh, because they're seeing that they're righteous because of who they are by their nature, and he points out that great reality. You know, if you're a human, you must be redeemed. That's right. You must be bought back. Uh, out of your sinful state and a slave can't free themselves. And this is the great uh offense of Christmas yeah. to nonbelievers is that
2: we profess this truth. Yeah. Yeah. Um you, you brought it out that you're not you're not born a, a son of God. Right. You're not born a child of God. But that's that's kind of the um the default position for um religious people nowadays um even there's even Christians that believe that you know people are basically good and we're all we're all children of God, and a lot of implications that they draw from that, but based on this text and yeah. and others that's not the case right. yeah,
1: and this was your third point right that's right the the Son of God redeems us so we can be son- we can become sons of God. Um, this is and this has been god 's plan for his people from before the foundation of the world, Ephesians one that he predestined us for adoption um, It's been God's plan to redeem his people and bring him into the family and and that's why Jesus came. He came to redeem those who were under the law so so that we could receive adoption as sons. Um, so we would no longer be slaves, but we'd be family. And this is, and it's exciting to think about. This is this is what Christmas is all about. God, Christmas is about God um, bringing people who are far from Him, bringing them into His family. That, that's exciting. I, I like <laughs> thinking about Christmas in that context, then, yeah. in that way. Yeah, I feel like we can summarize it in a lot of ways, but but I like summarizing it that way from this passage. Yeah, and and as we think about how Jesus redeems us, um, just here in this passage. We, there's so many implications just concerning this, that yes, we receive adoption as sons, and so we're brought into the family, we have this new status as children of God, but then we also receive this new nature because he gives us his spirit, and so um, now we, we know God as our father, and we have this personal, intimate relationship with God, and I like how Paul says that uh, he sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts, and so we have this example: the Spirit that dwelled within Jesus, and as He walked this earth, that's the Spirit that's dwelling within us. Paul says, "The Spirit that raised Christ from the dead," mm. that's the Spirit that's dwelling within us. And so, I mean, just that in itself—that should uh, what an encouragement that is for us as believers. Yeah. But we have this new nature that um, that enables us to live out this new reality as children of God. This has some,
2: just sitting here thinking about it, this has some really um, powerful application for people during Christmas time. Um, you, know, you hear about the fact that the holidays are um, not a joyful time for a lot of people. It's, uh, they experience sadness and depression, and um, e- even you know people commit suicide around this time because of not having family, or um, having bad, bad memories, mm-hmm. bad experiences, and a lot of that is because they're 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 gauging um, their happiness based on their circumstances or their past or uh, feelings of guilt or shame in themselves, and this <clears throat> this powerfully redirects our attention away from how we feel onto the objective reality and the truth of god's word yeah. that you're you're not bound by your past you're not bound by your emotions or how you've been treated in christ we have a new identity that's right and our past has been redeemed and no matter what circumstances you've experienced in life um, this this is the reality this is the truth right. uh, and it doesn't matter how you feel we often we we've heard this, you know. Facts don't care about how you're how you feel, right? Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. This doesn't change, um, regardless of how you feel. So at Christmas time, if you're feeling that that shame or that guilt, or there's some kind of heartbreak, or or you're um, feeling that loneliness, um, believe God's word. Yeah and know that all those who are in Christ, they have this new identity, they have this new status, they have this new nature, and it doesn't matter if you feel guilt. Remember who Christ is and what Christ has done for you and rest in that. And that, that should bring some, some comfort and some joy for people. As Absolutely. they as they remember what what God has done for them by sending Christ mm-hmm. and all that that has been accomplished
1: through Jesus, yes, you know it's. Uh, I think about there's there's been many weeks and I'm I'm sure there, maybe you guys can relate, others can relate where, I've told Mallory it's like today I I'm thankful that my salvation's not dependent upon how I feel because I do not feel saved today. Yeah, so thankful right for <laughs> the finished work of Jesus and that's what makes me right with God and. So, yeah
2: yeah I often thought about that I worked retail while I was in seminary and that's hard <laughs> around Christmas time <laughs> yeah um that's a difficult time and there were times when I I came home and I did not feel yeah <laughs> I did not feel saved yeah <laughs> all right yes. and I'm glad that I'm glad that my um the the reality of my salvation it wasn't dependent on how yeah. I felt <laughs> around this time of yes. the year and it didn't. It didn't uh, rest on how I was treated by either my boss or or by the terrible people, and how they treat uh, retail workers uh, around the holidays. Like this is an objective reality. Yes. And um, you just need to to grab hold of that. So Christmas has massive implications for how we live our lives every single day, as we remember what God has done by sending Christ to die for us. And um, those who are resting in Christ, those who are are clinging to Christ, it doesn't matter what else happens to you. It doesn't matter how you feel.
1: Believe this and rest in this. It's good, and and I love how Paul rounds out this part where he just says, "And so you're no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. An heir receives the inheritance." And I, what is the inheritance? Oh, I love this. <laughs> I, I was so excited to get to this part. Well, the whole sermon was really exciting to preach, but getting to talk about this, that that God is our inheritance. Jesus came, Chris the point of Christmas is Jesus came to give us God, uh-huh. to bring us to God. Which first Peter um 3, 18, I believe, is where it talks about Christ suffered. Um what's for the the righteous for the unrighteous that he might bring us to God. And then we see throughout the scriptures, like lamentations uh, 323 where it talks about the Lord is my portion. Um, Psalm sixteen, um, talking about God being our inheritance. All throughout the scriptures we see this that um, for God's people, they they've the greatest treasure in the universe. Uh, they get God. and that is what Christmas is about. I, I'm gonna keep saying that over and over. That's <laughs> this that all of these things, Jesus came to redeem us. Bring us to God, bring us into His family, and give us this great inheritance. To give us God.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was as you were talking about that uh, during the sermon. I was thinking about uh, Numbers eighteen twenty, and this has priestly overtones. You know, um, the Lord said to Aaron and the priest, "You shall have no inheritance in the land; neither shall you have any portion among them." I am your portion and your inheritance among the people of Israel. So the the priest in the old testament, they didn't they didn't get a they didn't get land like the other tribes because God had taken them and they were his and he was their inheritance. That's that's better than you know the uh, who, who land. wants land with right? God. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Um and and so all believers now are are priests. That's right. Christ has redeemed us. Our our great high priest, and in Him we are priests to God. And um, what's what's exciting is that not only do we get God, but we also do get the land. Yeah, <laughs> we, we get the <laughs> we we get the new heavens and new earth. So we get all of it. Yeah. Um, but really? I, again, I think that we lose the excitement of Christmas. We lose the awe of Christmas because we're thinking about all this other stuff. And we're losing the fact that we get God. Like when God wanted to give us um, what we needed to experience salvation and reconciliation, He didn't give us all this stuff. He gave us Himself. That's right. He sent His Son. He didn't send even an angel. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't give us all these other things. He gave us Himself.
0: Yeah. Yep. And this is one of the things that you know the sending of the Spirit is emphasized in this text, because apart from the sending of the Spirit, you can't come to this reality to where you would see God and esteem Him in that manner, right? Because our right. natural disposition is to see that, what do we want as an inheritance? Well, everything. It, we, we would rather have everything in the world other mm-hmm. than God. Right. That's what man wants, and man craves power, money, wealth, land you name it uh, and then and that and that can't change like we can't make the switch happen in our mind to where we value God above all things yeah. and that's why the text emphasizes the sending of the spirit right. in the same text Jesus is sent and the spirit is sent mm-hmm. and what is accomplished the son's the sonship is accomplished yeah. it's a very trinitarian
2: passage oh yeah so Uh, But the word Trinity is not in here, Jay. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. Oh, I just made I just made that up. Just make it up. (laughs) Yeah. You know that's this is a rabbit (laughs) rabbit trail, (laughs) but you know um, once I really grasp the the trinitarian nature of salvation, the Trinity is everywhere. Oh yeah, Yeah. it's absolutely everywhere. Once you once you know what to look for, um, there's. The, the apostles they didn't have to spell it out because it was just so natural to them mm-hmm. and the father and the son and the spirit and it's everywhere yeah it really is that was pretty mind blowing for me uh, it, it helped me to it the new testament took a new um level yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for me once
0: it's it's like it's like level 1 you you begin to see that um reformed theology is true Mm -hmm. and you're like oh wow and like you read (laughs) your bible and you underline stuff you're like oh i'm reading it and then level then the next level is you're like oh but this is all about the trinity yeah it's all about god yeah and that's that's an amazing switch to Mm -hmm. see take place yeah yeah it is so well thanks philip it was great um i appreciate you putting in the time and the effort and we're really Blessed as a church to have you at our church. Not only are, do you put together really great order of service for us in our worship service every Sunday, and the songs are great. You picked a really awesome song this week. I never heard before. It was incredible. What was the
1: name of that song? Was it the new one? The, the new the, song. Um, yeah. How low was our Redeemer brought? Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. That's that's that was a great song. It's a man, sovereign,
2: sovereign sovereign grace. grace. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: Good. A good incarnation song right there. Their
2: uh, their new Christmas album is very good. Awesome. Man. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah.
0: And you can you're very you're a great preacher. So we're we're just super blessed to have you. So Giorgio, why don't you take us home, man?
2: You want me to land this plane? Land land (laughs) it (laughs) Well, thanks again, Philip. We appreciate it. And um, thank you for uh, tuning into this episode of Text Driven Tuesday as we, we're looking at Galatians chapter 4 I'd encourage you to go back and uh, watch the sermon you can uh, check us out on uh, YouTube or uh, Facebook Christ Fellowship Church of Lawton um, but again we, uh, we hope this has been beneficial for you uh, if it has like us uh, share this with others and and uh, subscribe Um, We want to get this out to more and more people, and uh, it's our hope that this will help you to become more and more conformed to Christ.